What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Okay. And you're neither. I 
You'd lose it anyway. Check. Then come right back and hand him the phone. Okay. Well, here we go, folks. Good morning, Aroostook County. This is the Aroostook Watching Radio Show. Come to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network, the conscience of Maine. And we hope we're doing it. We're trying something uh, a little different this morning. And uh, we'll see how it works. As usual, we are on WXME. We are live this morning. We're trying a whole bunch of different things. We've had some pop technical problems over the last few weeks. Hopefully, those are straightened out. And it's uh, looking a little bit better. Um, as usual, we're going to ask you to please learn to support on-air free speech radio. It's absolutely critical because when this little fancy Internet that keeps glitching up goes down, we're not going to have a way to communicate. So uh, we're going to need this free speech radio that is privately owned, generates out of Monticello, Maine, a wonderful little spot in uh, on Route 1 in northern Maine that uh, just kind of is not on air. It is. Okay. Well, apparently we're going to have to have a little pause here while we try to figure out what we're doing. Okay, so that's not working. Uh, apparently we're not actually on air. We thought we were on air, but we're not on air. Okay, so uh, let's see. That's on. We're on the station PC, WXME, and we've got Foxy logged in, and that's there. And our radio is not. Well, now I'm using Firefox. Internet Explorer wouldn't work. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn this back on. And, okay. Mr. Producer, would you run out and check and see if they were actually on air? We'd like to be on air. It's good to be on air. We'll get this figured out eventually. Maybe, maybe not. Well, while we're doing that, we're going to just go ahead and do a couple other things here. Um, as we should be doing, we'll start with Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. I will hear from heaven and restore their land. And a few other things in there. Remember? That's what it's going to take. It's not whether we're going to do... Uh, it's not whether Mr. Trump or the other crazy people are going to do anything really that fixes it. We're going to get a break. We've got a chance here, folks. If we can uh, restore this and get a, a break here, keep it from going down, completely falling off the edge, maybe, maybe the church will wake up and do something and have a chance. Okay, so my producer says that we're on air, but the we are not on air, but the radio is working. Okay, so we're not on air. So we're recording, and we'll do it. Okay, maybe in in an hour or so. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and continue with this. Uh, Actually, what we're going to do is I'm going to just take care of some uh, housekeeping here with this uh, crazy computer stuff. I'm going to sign off of that thing and get out of that so I can get right out of there. And then we're just going to continue, and hopefully uh, we've got a couple of... Yes, it might come on. A couple of the, the uh, everybody's campaigning. They're out hitting the streets this morning. Maybe they'll be on. Maybe they won't. But the, right at the actual present, we're going to have the president of the uh, Ham Radio Club, and uh, his name is Ivan Shapiro, and he's going to just jump in here and give us an update on what we're doing. Because that's where I am this morning. Uh, we tried something completely different. I'm at the McDonald's in Prescott, and they're having their uh, monthly ham operators meeting this morning. Mr. Mr. Shapiro. 
Just talk to me. Ivan. Good morning, Ivan. Jack. Good, Good morning, morning, Jack. Hey, it works. It works. It's amazing. Technology is something. Huh? Okay. Mr. Shapiro, can you hear me? I, I, I can hear you. This, this is not good. There's, there's too much background noise here. Too, too much feedback? Well, there's too, too much, much background noise, Jack. Yeah. Just quick tell me what we're doing here this morning. What, are we on the air? Yes. Ah. Well, uh, Jack, uh, you wanted to interview me about the amateur radio. And uh, I'm happy to talk about it. Amateur radio. That's that's what most of us understand as ham ham radio or ham operators, right? Uh, that is correct, Jack. Uh, uh, amateur radio is often known as ham radio, and uh, we are licensed by the FCC. Uh, we are allocated uh, certain bands, certain frequencies to to talk on. Uh, speaking of talking, I hope I hope this background noise isn't uh, interfering with us too much. It's it's not bad at all. It's actually the the background noise you and you and I can both hear, but it's probably not interfering much at all. It's working really well. Okay, so the you the ham operators are licensed, and that keeps everybody on the same page and playing by the same rules, and nobody does dumb things. That's a good thing. Well, then that's that's right. One of the things that uh, the FCC uh, wants is that nobody interferes with with other uh, people who are on the air, and uh, that we don't interfere with other kinds of transmissions, like, for example, commercial broadcast, for example, business band, uh, for example, uh, law enforcement, and and other uses, military and aircraft and whatever. So we are allocated certain bands, certain frequencies, uh, and there are a lot of them out there. I mean a tremendous amount. And uh, we are licensed to, uh, to, to uh, talk on them. Now, the FCC uh, did a very, very worthwhile thing. Because, um, you know, kids and young adults, are, they're on their cell phones, their iPads, their devices all the time. Uh, <coughs> There's less. There has been in the past less of an interest in young people getting into amateur radio. Well, so what does that mean? The old folks are dying off, and the FCC must have thought, well, we need to kind of replace them. So what they did was they said, let's make it easier to become a licensed ham operator. And the way they did that is they said, well, in, instead of having to go to Boston or Augusta to get to take your test, uh, we're going to have um, volunteer examiners out in the field. Well, I happen to be one, and my club, uh, my club is affiliated with an organization that uh, credentials us. So we could we give license examinations by schedule twice a year up here at the Prescott Library. Uh, also, when there, when there are some other people during, um, boy, there's a lot of background noise here. It's okay, you're, you're coming across just fine. Uh, when you when you take that test, what do you have to know, and what are the requirements? How, how many how many hundred uh, how many? How much Morse code do you have to be able to take and receive? Uh, Morse code? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> We're old. We're old, Ivan. Well, the, the FCC has eliminated the Morse code requirement. Um, their justification for that is is that uh, be, besides uh, the voice communication, which is called phone, uh, there are digital um, methods for communicating. In other words, in other words, from from your radio hooked to your computer, you can you can type at your keyboard and send out text. So so you can text to somebody in Europe uh, over the radio. Yeah, actually, that's weird. Yeah, it is. So, it is. Um, so you're you're telling me that the uh, that that many of the ham functions, the amateur radio functions, can do much of the same thing that the uh, 
that your cell phone can do? Yes, and and we can do it without the infrastructure required for using cell phones or internet or whatever. We can we can uh, we can generate the uh, the uh, uh, radio frequency uh, power from our from our radios and send it out around the world. But Jack, you were asking me about about uh, uh, licensing and so forth. Let me let me get back into that for the folks out there. Uh, there, there are three levels of licensee. Uh, the first one is called the technician class, and in order to pass the test, you have to get a 74 percent on 35 questions. And the questions are are very easy. They're in the book. They're published everywhere, as as are the answers. Um, the the test involves rules and regulations some very simple um, uh, electronics like Ohm's Law and absolutely, absolutely no mathematics at all. And it's very easy. My my wife, in fact, uh, took the test and she, she didn't read the book very much and she passed it just fine and she's a licensee. Then then there's the, the next level, which is called the general class. You need to know more. And then there's the next level, which is the amateur extra class, and you need to know more. And and with with each step upward, you have privileges on more bands, more frequencies, and you can do more. And the FCC does this because they'd like you to know more because you'll be more proficient. But the main thing that they want is is they want everybody to follow the rules so nobody interferes with anybody else. Following now, the rules is a good thing. Now, the, I, I like the idea of following the rules. It keeps people from making stupid things and interfering with somebody else. We don't want to interfere with anybody else. That's isn't that the, what liberty is all about? My my freedom ends where yours begins, and we don't want to interfere. Yeah, we don't want to Not step on anybody's toes. Yeah, we don't want to trespass. Now, what's the what is the value of amateur radio, and why does the FCC want you want more? Uh, amateur radio licensees, ham licensees. Well, it's very simple. When cell phones, landlines, internet, whatever are down, we're not. We are not dependent upon any of that. In fact, Please, in that's fact, what I need to know. Please explain that. We need to know when communications in general go down, why will ham radio still be functional? Because we're not dependent upon the ordinary, usual, everyday methods like landlines, cell phones, internet, okay? Um, we are independent of all of that. Not only that, but let's say the power is down. Let's say the grid goes down. Well, if you have a generator, you're on, you're, you're on the air. Uh, if you have a car and your car has a battery, which they all do, uh, many, I would say the vast majority of uh, amateur radios run on 12 volts DC. So you can run off your car battery. And when you, just, just to take a, just a quick step forward, in order to get from point A to point B over long distances, you have to have repeaters, if I understand correctly. Are those battery backed up? Uh, let, let me tell you about repeaters, Jack. Repeaters, uh, re repeaters are, are are useful. We have a repeater up here uh, in our area. Uh, it will it will uh, receive and transmit about 50 miles in all directions. So, so if you're on one side, it'll go 50 miles in a circle. So it'll be 50 miles on the other side. So it's effectively 100 miles. However, however. In order to talk to somebody in England, or Germany, or Russia, or New Zealand, or Australia, uh, we're not using repeaters. I'm talking directly, absolutely directly. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Well, the, the part that I'm most interested in, especially as we come into some of these uh, crisis situations in our local areas is I need to be able to communicate with you. I need to know that you're okay. I need to know that I can call you and get medical advice if I need it. How do I do that? Well, 
if if all other modes of communication are down, you could get on your radio and you could put out your call sign and uh, chances are somebody is going to hear you. Especially, for example, up here, um, we have a we have a repeater on our club frequency, and all somebody has to do is is key their radio, give their call sign, and start talking, and somebody generally is going to be listening and will answer. Well, that's interesting. Uh, that's that's a safety net. That's what I'm looking for is a safety net when the cell phones go down or when the when the NSA just says we're going to listen to everything you say or we're going to turn you off. Maybe we can maybe we can revert back to these wonderful old ham radio functions. Well, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, uh, some of our radios are 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 current, and some of our radios are 50 and 60 years old, and they still work just fine, and they get me out and get around the world. For That's example, pretty amazing. Now, for example, on, on the way over this morning, uh, coming over to McDonald's, uh, I had the radio on in my car, and uh, I was it, was it was too cold to take my hands out of the gloves to, to start talking and turning the dials and so forth. But I was listening to people out in Montana and Nevada. They were, just like they were sitting here uh, talking, uh, it was very clear, very crystal clear. And they were having a conversation about uh, their equipment and the weather and so forth. It was very enjoyable. Well... That's something I'm going to have to look more into. I've been wanting to do it for years. I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and do it. How can people get a hold of you? What do they need to do to become part of your club in uh, northern Maine? Well, uh, they can call me. Um, can I give my number on the radio, Jack? Absolutely. Put it right out there. My number is, uh, of course, we're in area 207. It's 476-0000. Four, we call it 476-no-thousand. No thousand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I knew, every, I knew you'd like it. Every time, every time I see your number come up on my phone, I just chuckle. How did he get that number? Don't tell us. We don't want to know. They're, they're, we'd have to probably shoot you if you told us that number. Well, I asked funny. the operator. I asked the operator very nicely. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay, and you folks can. And how often do you do the the uh, meeting here at McDonald's in Prescott? Our meetings. Uh, we we meet uh, Jack. We meet uh, uh, once a month, except during some summer months. We meet uh, on the first Thursday of each month at the Prescott Library at six o'clock. And the public is absolutely invited. Uh, we have scientific presentations besides the business meeting. Uh, and uh, uh, we'd, we'd be glad to have people uh, there attending. That's cool. Okay. Thanks, Ivan. I appreciate that. Um, it's, a, it's a really good thing to do, folks, if you want to get involved. It's uh, not only is it fun and, and just uh, another thing that you can enjoy and communicate, but it's also a good backup for all those emergency situations that you could find yourself in. I mean, if you can, if the, the, uh, the ham radios work in places where your cell phone probably doesn't work. So if you're out in the willy wax and you really need to talk to somebody, there's an emergency, ham radio is the way to do it. And as the communication situation or issues become more critical as we go into, um, you know, civil unrest or major storms or, you know, power outages. These are the kind of things that we're going to need for backup for safety purposes, for health and wellness purposes, not just not to, uh, not to control the militia, but to get things running. So thanks, Ivan. I really appreciate what you're doing, Dallas. All right, Jack. I'm glad to glad to be with you. Have a good you're day. You're welcome. Thanks. Okay. <clears throat> thanks, Bob. Okay, Jack. Got some more people online? No, I guess not. Nope, not yet. Okay. I wasn't looking. Mr. Dave Duchesne just walked in. Okay. Well, why don't we just why don't you just hand Dave the phone? 
We're just going to put a quick This is This is the editor of Fort Fairfield Journal. Jack, Jack is looking for a guest, Dave. <laughs> Say a few words, Dave. <laughs> he thinks you're kidding. Hey, give him a call. Say, say good morning, Aristide County. Good morning. Good morning, Aristide County. Good morning, Dave. Uh, good morning, Jack. How are you doing? Well, I haven't had my coffee yet. Oh, uh, leave you alone then. The, uh, Dave's the editor owner, publisher, and researcher, writer of all the good things at uh, Fort Fairfield Journal, the only paper in Northern Maine that gives you the whole truth. And uh, so he's here to participate with this austere club here with the uh, ham operators, the alternate media. We're all here. So we're just having fun this morning. Uh, we just had Ivan on, and he gave us some ex- explanation of how the system works and, and why it works. And we just invited folks to join and, and be part of this uh, neat organization. Can you hear me, Dave? I can hear okay. you now. Okay, but <laughs> So how, how do people get a subscription to the Fort Fairfield Journal? Say again, how many people get a subscription? No. How how do people get a subscription? Oh, they can go online to fortfairfieldjournal.com, or um, they can just uh, drop a drop a line to uh, 252 Main Street in Fort Fairfield. Ah, 252 Main Street in Fort Fairfield, and they can they can actually pay you with constitutional currency, right? That's correct. I prefer the uh, payment in silver, though I will take the fraudulent Federal Reserve notes, uh, at least while they still have value. But uh, I believe it's a dollar seventy-five face value U.S. silver. We'll uh, get them a year subscription to the Fort Fairfield Journal. So basically, what you're saying is that the cost of a year subscription is the minimum wage in 1965. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, sounds about I, right. One hour. One hour of the 1965 minimum wage will get you the Fort Fairfield Journal for a whole year. Think about that, please, folks. Think about what that kind of, the, all the ramifications of what those numbers mean. We're, we're in trouble here, folks. We're going to have an election here in a couple of days, and there's this ballot issue about minimum wage. And we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. But I didn't think, I thought maybe um, Mr. Duchesne would like to weigh in on that just a little bit. Well, Jack, uh, all I can say about the minimum wage is when when that passes, because I'm pretty sure that the uh, socialists and communists in Maine will vote for it, as well as the young kids who have had absolutely no training in economics will also vote for it because they think that's going to make their life all fun and nice. Forget the 99-cent coffees at McDonald's and forget the $5 meals at KFC. Uh, you're not going to be able to afford to eat out anymore. And you're not uh, that, can't, and that can't be. No, okay, that can't be. We're going to have more money. Well, they think they're going to have more money, but in order to get that more money, the uh, cost of goods and services is going to have to rise to um, to offset it. So it's going to be a wash at the end of the day. So the, the real issue is not the wage. The real issue is the devalued currency. Right. What, what will that money get you? And uh, right now it doesn't get you much. But um, when when that thing passes and the kids are going to be living in the land of milk and honey, they're going to find out that that milk and honey uh, only grows on trees for the Federal Reserve, not for them. That's exactly right. So as the wage goes up, this is what we, and Dave and I have had this discussion more than once, as the wage goes up, your buying power goes down. Every time, never fails. Never fails. Here's the deal. Well, we, we've got to clarify that, Jack. 
the wage can go up when the market naturally allows it to. For example, if there aren't a lot of laborers in the workforce, and yep, that's the way it's supposed to work. What happened? Huh? It quit. Somebody went away. Okay. Well, I guess Bob's. Bob. Bob's phone died. <laughs> okay, that worked. Yes, I'm still on. comprehend how that works. So there we go. And so if you want to hire me today to mow your lawn or clean your gutters or whatever, and you're going to pay me minimum wage, I would just assume you paid me minimum wage in 1965, in 1964 dimes. So basically, if you gave me 10 1964 times. You're only giving me a dollar, right? If you gave me a dollar, but by purchasing power with those 1964 dimes, because they were actually legal constitutional currency, if you gave me those 10 dimes, I could purchase 15 Federal Reserve notes worth of products at the local grocery store. Or at the gas station. With those 10 dimes, I can go in and buy $15 worth of gas. You see? Today, at minimum wage, you go in and take your first hour's wage, you can only buy $7 worth of gas. I can buy at least $15 worth of gas for the same hour that I worked. So my purchasing power is greater if this if this minimum wage thing goes through, you are absolutely going to love it for the first three or four or five months, and then it's going to go down the tubes. So you young folks, you got to pay attention to this. You got to understand this is what's going to happen. It's not a maybe. This is what happens every single time, and has since wage and price controls came into effect at the end of World War II. So, wakey, wakey. Okay, we're going to go down through some of these um, ballot initiatives. And please, folks, listen. I'm not advocating for these things at all. What I am telling you is these are the worst possible scenario. You cannot, we do not need this citizens' initiative. This whole citizens' initiative process is invalid. It is unconstitutional. It changed our form of government, a guaranteed form of government, from a republic into a direct democracy. Direct democracy is mob rule. Mob rule means that 49% of the people can have their rights changed, taken away, modified, by 51%. That's not the way a republic is supposed to work. A republic is supposed to guarantee and protect the rights of the minority, not overrule them. We're not rulers. We're supposed to be free. So, we're going to go down. I'm going to tell you about these 
five questions because you need to be informed, but I'm also going to tell you we should vote no on all of them, even if you like them. It's not about like. It's not about I like this. It's not a, It's a good thing. It's a bad thing. This whole process is flawed. The entire process is flawed. And the more we play with a flawed process, the more we have a flawed government. Understand? Okay. So that's the name of that game. Here we go. Let's go do, let's just go down to them. And I'm assuming that we're all still recording here, so it works good. Okay. Uh, question one. An act to legalize marijuana. Do you want to allow the possession and use of marijuana under state law by persons who are at least 21 years of age and allow the cultivation, manufacture, distribution, testing, and sale of marijuana and marijuana products subject to state regulation, taxation, and local ordinance? Okay. Number one, this is only the wording of the question. There are hundreds of pages of this law. And if you think this is going to be an improvement, you are radically mistaken. I just I just can't get over all the the liberty folks and the libertarian folks that are promoting question one, yes on one, as a tax and regulate bill. They're the people that are Usually, the ones who are saying, leave me alone, let me live, I want to be free, don't regulate me, don't tax me, are voting for promoting tax and regulate. I don't get it. I just don't get it. So, that's that's the one. Question one is the, the pot law. So, don't do it. Vote no. But understand that if you do vote yes and I, I know a lot of you are going to vote yes on it, I don't care one way or the other what you do with what you grow in your garden, whether it's echinacea or garlic or mushrooms or poppy seeds or whatever. That's not my business. As long as you're safe and sane, it has nothing to do with me as long as you don't encroach on my liberty, my safety, or that of anybody else. So it's not about... To me, it's not about whether it's legalized, this is a weed. Do whatever you want with it. But if you have the state endorse it as in a legalization, then the state is in a position of endorsing a psychotropic drug. Wait a minute. That's the same as Prozac. Oh, okay, so they're going to regulate it and tax it, and you'll get it by prescription. You're, 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 the freedom people are shooting themselves in the foot on this one, folks. So anyway, that's what it is. Question one is marijuana. Vote no if you want freedom. Just learn to live free. You cannot, you cannot sign a paper. There's no documents to fill out in order to live free. If you want to live free, you just have to learn how to live free. It's a odd concept for people. Well, how do I how do I get that? How do I how do I what do I fill out to do that? You know, is there a do I get a license to live free? See, we we we've got it so backwards in our heads. So anyway, learn how to live free. You want to grow marijuana or echinacea or garlic? Just grow it. Don't ask permission to grow it. See. It's just it's just the way it is. Uh, let's see. I'm checking out uh, uh, something here. What's this? Uh, I don't understand. It's American Dream. Uh, I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, pass assault. Don't know what that is. There we go. Let's see. Question two. We're going to do question two here. If I can find it, pull it up here real quick. Question two. An act to establish the fund to advance public kindergarten to grade 12 education. Oh, yeah. This is really good. <clears throat> Boy, it sounds good. We want to advance public kindergarten to grade 12 education. The question. Do you want to add a 3% tax on individual main taxable income above 200000 to create a state fund that would provide direct support for student learning in the kindergarten through 12th grade public education. Well, how does that work? 
So right now, they're going to tax the people that have an income of above $200,000 an extra 3%. So the, the government, all government is enforced, all laws enforced at the point of a gun. The government is going to hold a gun to those folks that make $200,000 a year and demand at, at your behest, you're going to tell the government to take 3% of their income. Think about that. Just think about that for a second. The audacity, the arrogance that says, I'm going to take 3% from you because you're a producer. Really? No, on question two, please. Because next year, with once this is a law, once this is passed through, and you're not paying any attention, they could say, well, that didn't work so good, so we're going to raise it to 300000 No, I'll bet you they would say, well, we're not really getting enough from that. We're going to bring it down to those making 150000 And if you're only making 100000 you're not going to care. But you better care because everything that happens to your neighbor affects you. And if you authorize the government to steal from your neighbor, that makes you an accomplice. Think about it. So, again, no on two. And question three, an act to require background checks for gun sales. Do you want to require a background check prior to the sale or transfer of firearms between individuals not licensed as firearms dealers? Okay. Pay attention to the words. The words are the key. The words, they've got us on the words. Do you want to require background checks prior to the sale or transfer of firearms between individuals? There's so many ramifications of this. This is so poorly written. This is such a nightmare. What happens? What part of this blocks criminals from having guns? Good people that are not going to commit crimes submit the paperwork for background checks through a licensed firearm dealer. Criminals don't. How is this going to change anything for the good, anything for the better? How is it going to make anyone safer? When criminals commit crimes, they don't get licenses to do that. Hello? This is just one more step in registration and confiscation of firearms. This will just make more criminals for the for the court industry to make revenue off of. This just gives more ways for the government to leverage you. Question three is bad for Maine. Question three is not only bad for Maine, it doesn't, it, it just, we don't have a problem. Do you remember back, oh, a little over a year ago, when they were talking about the, that, that horrible constitutional carry, this whole thing of, of being able to actually operate, obey the law. Oh, my goodness, it'll be, it'll be Wild West. It'll be, you know, the, 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 the Hatfields and the McCoys. It'll, it'll be, okay, corral. Oh, my goodness, we're going to have blood in the streets. Uh, didn't happen. Didn't happen. As a matter of fact, violent crime continues to go down, really, because an armed society is a polite society. Think about that. Quick copy. <clears throat> so, again, question three. No. Question four. Here we are. This is the, this is the minimum wage question. 
and act to raise the minimum wage. Do you want to raise the minimum hourly wage of seven fifty to nine dollars in twenty seventeen with an annual one dollar increase up to twelve dollars in twenty twenty? An annual cost of living raises after that, blah 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 blah. As we talked earlier with the uh, famous editor of the Fort Fairfield Journal, your buying power will diminish. Your purchasing power, the amount of goods and services that you can obtain with your increased minimum wage will be reduced. It happens every time. The economy has to improve you have to have better skills. Employers need to need more people in order for them to justify a higher wage. Higher wages are supposed to be paid to people that produce better. If you are only qualified to produce a cup of coffee at McDonald's, Maybe the minimum wage is where you need to be. You want to make, increase your wage, increase your skill levels. So, no on four, minimum wage. Minimum wage is bad for the people making minimum wage, folks. Minimum wage needs to be eliminated, not modified. It's kind of like the Affordable Care Act needs to be repealed, eliminated, stepped on, burnt, whatever, not replaced with some better socialist agenda. Please wake up. And question five, an act to establish ranked choice voting. This one actually has a lot of people saying, wow, that, that might be an improvement. That might be better. It will create a nightmare. It opens us up for more fraud. It opens up for more uh, voter manipulation. And it's confusing as heck. This is not the way we've done it. So most people, many of us old-timers, look at that and go, holy smokes, what, what are all those checks? What are all those boxes? How many choices do I have to have? You know, we're used to voting for our preferred candidate, whether that is, even if it's incorrect, that's what we're used to doing, and changing that is going to be a nightmare. It's also going to require a constitutional amendment for the state in order to be able to do that if the people um, actually pass this uh, question five. Now, you will hear what they do in other places. No. They do not do it in other places. There's not another state that has a ranked choice voting system like this anywhere in the country. <clears throat> this is the most extensive ranked choice voting program ever put to the people for a question. There are other states that have a lesser invasive, a, a little bit different not as comprehensive ranked choice voting system. I think there are four. No one has one like this. Again, they're using us in Maine because they think we're dummies. They're using us because we have this stupid citizens initiative process that can be purchased by anybody with deep enough pockets. Bloomberg, on question three, has already spent apparently something over $3 million to promote in Maine. If he, he could actually, if it wasn't for the idea that he could go to jail, he could actually have people walk down the street and hand them money and to, to purchase this. So this is just, the whole thing is so, so crazy. We just need to eliminate this entire stinking, rotten process. So that's where we are, an act to establish ranked choice voting using the, this, this process in Maine to get their foot in the door because the next thing you know, 
they will be saying, see, it's in Maine, so it should be in New Hampshire. And Maine passed it, and it's working well, even if it's a total lie. So that's what we do. They use us all the time. They use us very poorly, and that's what happens. Okay, then there will be a bond issue. An act to authorize a general fund bond issue to improve highways, bridges, and multimodal facilities. Uh, wait a minute, I thought we were already paying taxes for all that stuff. I'm voting no on that. We don't need to borrow more money. We don't need to, to, uh, to uh, go into debt because all they're counting on is that they're going to have be paying it back with less valuable currency. See, this whole thing is so manipulated. Less valuable currency is what they will use to pay it back. That's uh, just crazy. And don't you know... Okay, there we go. We're, we're still doing it. Uh, main chat type... Oh, what happened? Somebody was in there. Okay, well... Okay, the, uh, the party's breaking up here. Bob, you taking off? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to continue with this, and then we'll see if we can uh, get the northern mainland man on. We're trying to figure out how to how to fix the system. The, uh, the radio station has had to make some modifications to the way they operate and upgrade computers and stuff, and we just haven't been able to get them all to work at the same time in the right way. So we're still working on it. Hopefully... That will happen soon, driving us all crazy. Just driving us all crazy. Again, we're just going to switch gears here. Let's go to a different, uh, change the subject. Got to change the subject. Um, Tuesday morning, there's going to be, the the circus starts in, in full blast here. It's going to be the November 8th, election day. So whatever you decide to do, let's get with the program. But we've got an opportunity to shut things down here a little bit. We better take that opportunity. Although I'm certainly not been a huge proponent of Donald Trump, I'm gonna have to pull the lever for Trump. I just I just cannot take the chance on Hillary actually being in the White House again. I mean, how many things can there, is there left to steal? Maybe, maybe it'll all be gone by the time she gets there. But we got to pay attention here, folks. The um, we're not real sure what's going on. There's you got to not pass along poor information. We're trying to figure out. We're trying to sit through all this stuff. There's so much information coming out. This thing from, uh, this is on the New American. It's been reported on Fox News. And we're still not sure that it's, whether it's real or if it's part of the um, planned opposition. This, this headline is absolutely phenomenal. It should be enough to, if it was true, it would be enough to, uh, completely convict and put Hillary in prison for life. But it doesn't seem to be happening. So this, even even uh, Fox News, this, this uh, outfit called True Pundit, this is getting headlines all over the place, but we still can't find where it's really valid because it doesn't seem to have, there are no bylines, um, there's no about us link. There's no contact link. Uh, no names given about who's saying this and who's not. Uh, so, are these, is this the, pla- the, the the planned opposition? Is this the is this the good guys being the bad guys, or is this the bad guys trying to be the good guys? I don't know. But just be careful. Pay attention. And tomorrow, actually on Monday, pay close attention. Now. There's a, there's a whole bunch of articles out there about uh, and warnings about the, the uh, increase in threat level. Uh, Bob's showing me something here. Oh, that's pretty disgusting. 
Oh, my word. Anyway, yeah. See, I, we're seeing this thing on about the occult rituals and blah, blah, blah. But, see, who knows whether that's true or not. This is all being put out. They put out some extreme stuff to make it look so crazy that nobody believed it. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Don't, don't know. The, uh, where was I? You've got, <laughs> the, uh, this, this article here, I'm just going to go down through it a little bit. Sex crimes with children, child exploitation, money laundering, perjury, pay-to-play, reads the partial list of crimes that claim New York Police Department sources could put Hillary away for life. What New York Police Department sources? There's a claim that they, there's all kinds of claims in this, but this, this, is, this is pretty extreme. It'd be interesting to see. We'll, we'll see what it says. Shocking evidence. This is what's supposed to be on Anthony Weiner's uh, laptop. The problem here is, and I keep going back to it, you've heard me mention this many times before, how did these people get clearances? How did these people end up with security clearances when there's a, there's a young fellow, uh, I don't know what he is, 23 years old, 24 years old, he took a photograph of something that he should have known better than to do. He was wrong. And because of whatever it was that he photographed, I think it was just a, uh, a, 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 an instrument panel. It's probably part of his job. But he took a picture of it. And you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to uh, have uh, confidential information on your personal device. This kid got a year in jail. He's in jail. He's in, uh, I guess, the brig or, or Leavenworth or whatever, but he got a year in jail as a military young man with a top-secret clearance. He made a mistake. He took a picture of something, didn't transmit it, didn't share it with anyone, didn't talk about it with anyone. He just took a picture of it with his cell phone or his, or his uh, pad or whatever. You can't do that. You can't have confidential material, secret material, on a private device. It's like taking the, the nuclear codes home in your jacket pocket. No, it doesn't work that way. You can't do that. You can't move them to an unauthorized place. You can't store them in an unauthorized uh, box. You can't take a picture of them. You can't make a copy of them in an unauthorized way. How can these people, Wiener, Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton, how can these people even have clearances? It's, it just boggles my mind. It's not a case of, it's not the issue is not and never has been that you will, you have to have uh, probable cause and you have to go through an investigation to remove someone's security clearance. Not true. That's what they keep trying to tell you that that's the, the reality. The reality is just the suspicion of a breach of security is enough to, to remove someone's clearance. The investigation is only to either reinstate that person back to their normal clearance level or to prosecute. That's it. It's not about taking it away. A clearance can be removed instantaneously for just a suspicion of a breach of security. Anyway, we've got a chance here, folks. You guys need to pay attention. We all need to pay attention. Pray about it. Vote. Vote your conscience but vote smart. I believe that the church is being given four years, actually two years, to figure this out, to get active, to regain, retake their proper place in this structure and do something to fix the problem. 
we got the opportunity. If Trump gets in and stops the decline, maybe the church can get their act together. I would like to see that happen. We're out of here, folks. Thanks for being with us today. Don't forget, we are privately funded. We don't get any government money. The little bit that we do get comes from advertisers. Support them. They support us. John Caden, Countywide Vacuum. John Sells, Perfect Vacuum Services, the rest. And you can call him at 207-492-1492. 207-492-1492. John Caden, Countywide Vacuum. Also, National Living Center, the great big health food store in Bangor, Maine, on Longview Drive. Those are my friends. I get to hang out there. And you can come in, say hello, shop, get anything you want from produce to nuts, seeds, grains, beans, the whole works, and the best supplement department in Maine. I get to hang out there and help people make choices for their health and wellness. Stop and say hello. Give them a call, 207-990-2646 is the wrong number. The right number is 207 990 Two six four six. I got it right. Yeah, two six four six. John Cavins numbers. <laughs> anyway, Natural Living Center. Thanks for being with us today, folks. Have a great day, and we'll see you on the radio. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.